It's time to go inside the Lorain County Huddle with WOBLWDLW Radio. Here's Jake Cromata. Hi there and welcome into the Lorain County Huddle, Episode 3. My name's Jake Cromata for WOBLWDLW Radio. Thanks so much for listening uh, on both Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, or, or, or wherever it is you're getting your podcast. Thanks so much uh, for taking the time out to listen and going inside the Lorain County Huddle this week. Uh, follow uh, us on social media at WOBLWDLW Radio on Twitter and also myself at Jake Ramada on Twitter. And boy, did we have an exciting week three and midway point in the season last week. But uh, already, here comes week four. <laughs> Can you believe that? It's already week four of our six-week season before the playoffs start. And we also had the announcements of all the regions when uh, the high school playoffs do start. Uh, that's all coming out um, on Friday. So a lot to look forward to tomorrow. But uh, first, we have two great players on on today's podcast. Robert Davis, quarterback of the 2-1 and one Clearview Clippers. He also leads the county in pass yards with 699. Robert Davis, a very um, spectacular kid. Uh, really enjoyed his interview, too. Also, O'Leary Catholics' Jared France, who helped EC beat Conference Foe Bay last week and also got the Panthers their first one on the season. EC is now 1-1, one and one, and uh, France had two touchdown catches last week. We, ca- we catch up with him, but first we're going to start with Davis on the Clippers and their OT win versus Wellington last week and their big game against 3-0 Firelands tomorrow. Here's Davis. How good was it to, uh, you know, to come out of that game with the victory? Um, obviously it felt really good just because they knocked us out of the playoffs last year. So I feel like it was just a big game for us. Just a rebound, revenge game. It was just personal. So, I mean, a, a dub's a dub. It doesn't matter what the score is regardless of that. So, yeah, it felt good. You know, and, and I was thinking about this too because that the first game of the year in week one, it was such a bad weather weekend. You know, I, I feel like we didn't really get to see what you all were made of. Um, yeah. So why why were, you know, your last two wins against Wellington and Oberlin, why was this good for your team? Um, just a confidence booster and just to know that we really got that for real. But I think Keystone was just, is just not for us, honestly, because obviously we're a pass-dominant team, and that's our specialty, and the rain doesn't really help that. And obviously Keystone has Gideon back there, so that was their advantage to their advantage in the weather. So I want to actually talk about this overtime possession, possession really fast against Wellington. It, it didn't start off real great with a, a you know legal motion flag, and but uh, you got you guys bounced back. I mean, seven yard pass by you, and then you you rushed for nine more uh, to set up a fourth and one, and then you converted that. How calm were you during during that possession? Um, I'd say like end game moments like that. I just try to block out the noise and just focus and go through my progressions, drop back see what I see, try to get the ball in people's hands or keep it myself. So, I mean, I just try to stay composed. Do you, do you learn that from anybody or does it come natural to you? I feel like it, it may be something you either learn or just comes natural. Um, a little bit of both because I kind of let the noise in a little bit when I was younger and my uh, dad kind of like taught me through that. So it really helped me to grow when I was older to just play my game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah. uh, obviously, Tyler Green had that, that game-winning touchdown. Uh, yeah. how, how cool of a moment do you think that was for him to, to punch it in and, and, and win you guys that game? Oh, that was amazing. I was so tired and beat after that. I just <laughs> fell. I was, I was just struck. I was, like, so happy he, he just won that right there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your relationship like with Tyler? Uh, yeah, we're friends. We're close. Um, 
I would say we're best friends, but we're very close. We hang out all the time. Me, David, Tyler, Mason, Sam, Hiram. I mean, I say all, all of us on the football team are pretty close. All the seniors. Because I know, I mean, you were in that. You were in his spot last year. Now you're under center. So, I mean, any advice maybe he came to you about when it comes to being the tailback, or anything you've passed along to him? Um, I'd say mostly just trying to let your let your box get in front of you and just try to let things play and try to see stuff like kind of slow motion. Just try to read your holes, read your blockers, see where you're going to go. Honestly. So, and as this team's quarterback, I mean, what have been some learning curves for you? Um, I would say, I mean, my cousins helped me out a lot with, a lot with that, uh, as as you know, like probably Roger Angle is my cousin. Um, but just like dropping through my progression, seeing, like trying to learn teams, like habits, bad habits when they play on the defense, watching good film, knowing how to break it down better, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And then pre, pre-snap reads, of course, that's been big. What's something in film you feel like you, you know, just kind of watched, but but now you're able to watch and actually learn? What what are you know? Is there a is there a I guess more uh, I don't know the word for it, but um, is there a I don't want to say correct way to watch film, but I mean, is there a correct way to watch film and learn from it? Um, I mean, one thing I've definitely changed is watching watching their eyes, even though. It, it might be hard, but if I see a DB has his eyes in the backfield every play, but he's really in man, I know where to put the ball. I know where I could go with it if I know the route coming into that or how the linebacker step, how they how they try to break down on a tackle, how they come downhill, where they come, how they come. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good, phenomenal answer. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's so cool. Uh, awesome. Because I always, you know, uh, ask my friends in high, in high school, you know, like, how, how do you guys even watch film? And um, that, that was a perfect uh, rendition of that. Thanks. I did read uh, your, the recap, obviously, um, in the newspaper, and I loved that uh, your coach um, said that, you know, he, he wanted to leave he wanted to leave the game in the seniors' hands, and he thought you guys do a very good job of, of leading this team. So, I mean, what do you think is seniors that, that you all do uh, that, that he likes, whether, whether it be activities or, you know, gathering the guys in a group and, and doing some team things? What do you think that uh, you all do that he likes? Um, I would just say our will to win, honestly, and – just to know, like, we had that feeling in our gut, like that any game could be our last at any moment. So we're gonna put it all out there, honestly. And as an individual, I mean, obviously, when you're a quarterback, you have to be a leader. So, what do you think that are some leadership skills that you've had to work on it and maybe develop uh, to uh, be the best leader that you can possibly be for this group? Um, I'd say just trying to call out guys on the spot sometimes when they when they need it. Obviously, um, I don't I don't talk to my line too much. I let the coaches do that because obviously Lions my best friend, so they're never wrong in my eyes. But um, just this little stuff, I don't ever scold a teammate or nothing. So I think that's a pretty good leadership trait right there. Try to get my team hyped before games, stuff like that. You know, I, and I'm always big on some of the guys that you can't really, you can't see yeah. their hard work and their effort in the box score. So um, who, who are some guys that you see day in and day out busting their butt uh, just to get better for this team and hopefully get some more wins? Um, I would definitely say Mason. He, he had, I mean, we have practice all day through the week, and he still goes and workouts on the, uh, on outside of that on the weekends, even on our off days. Um, another guy that works hard, I would say Terrence works hard. I, I, I mean, our whole offense, offense and defense work hard, honestly. Every day I see blood, sweat, and tears on the practice field even. Like, every, every day is a Super Bowl. So, yeah, but one guy that really stands out to me is Mason. I never see nobody go to training consistently, personal training consistently, 
on the weekends during the season. And for, for those that are general fans, I mean, what's Mason's last name in his position? Argeni, running back and linebacker. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes you get some casual fans that may listen to this too, and they, <laughs> you know, first and last name helps them a little bit. So yeah. uh, you mentioned that, I mean, you guys were preparing uh, for Firelands. Uh, they're 3-0, and and they've only allowed uh, three points on defense all year. So um, what do you all need to do in, in order to find the end zone more and, and put some pressure on them? I would just say find their weak spots. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I hope their corners are ready, though. So let's, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what they have to stop us. That's <laughs> that's what I'll say to that. <laughs> but, I mean, I kind of go through, like, their whole game myself and try to see what I can see as well and talk to Coach about it, see what their weak spots are. So do you do that with, with, with every team and, and every week? Yeah. You watch the whole thing and, and not just what the coaches give you? You watch the yeah, whole I, game? Yeah, I, I think I probably have a couple hours on huddle watch time. Oh, wow, that's amazing. They're three and zero. You guys are two and one. And I we, we talked a little bit about you know the Wellington game last week and and, and revenge in that standpoint. But um, has that kind of up the intensity of practice maybe and in, in the game prep for this week? That knowing that they're undefeated and, and you guys are right behind them in the uh, the league standings. Oh yeah, of course we want to we want to take them off that number one real quick. Um, but yeah, I think I mean our intensity is pretty pretty up there every week. I think it just puts an extra chip on our shoulder just because we know we're going against number one right now. And we're probably underdogs in this match right here, so we just want to prove everybody wrong so that we should be number one. Now on to our interview with Jared France, who honestly, in my opinion, is the best wideout in Lorain County. I don't know if my opinion means much, <laughs> but I mean, I, I've seen some of the ridiculous catches that he's made. And uh, just his athleticism, obviously, is high, too. He's just a big target uh, as a wideout. And honestly, he, he's one of the best in Northeast Ohio. And per uh, 24-7 sports, he's also a three-star recruit. So he's already committed to Ball State, but obviously he has some business to finish at EC. We chat about that. EC's win against Bay. Also, tomorrow's contest against Buckeye and his future on the Lorain County Huddle. So let's start with Bay, and then we'll move forward on some other topics. But uh, you know, why was this win against Bay a, a good win for you guys? Um, the win against Bay was definitely good for us, especially coming off the loss week one against Illyria. And I feel like having a bye week, uh, week two, definitely did not help us as far as like confidence and just like getting things back together. Because I mean, like having a game week two, we could potentially win that and you know kind of brush off that Illyria loss and kind of get back into the groove of things, but. That definitely wasn't good, but we just took it as two weeks to prepare for Bay, so when Bay came around, we were just completely prepared and ready to, to do what we did. You know, that was actually going to be my next question, if there were any benefits to uh, to the bye week at all, but you answered that for me. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, but I, I remember talking with uh, Brian Fox about that bye week, too. He just said, you know, some some people were, were a little banged up after Illyria just because they were, you know, Illyria's a little, little bigger physically. Uh, do you think maybe, uh, obviously, the confidence-wise, it, it, it didn't help, but physically, I, I guess, were, were you able to find some benefits in, into that and resting your body at least a little bit? Uh, yeah, I think so, definitely, because there was definitely dudes with bumps and bruises and a little bit of injuries, and, uh, <clears throat> including our starting running back. He didn't play against Lurie because he had a concussion from the scrimmage the week before, so it gave him a chance to to get back together and to get in the groove of things with, with, with what he does in practice. So I think it definitely gave us a chance to kind of get everyone back on track. When it comes to the running game, why else do you think the, the offense was so good last week? Everything just kind of was, was working well with the line. Everything was they had a ton of energy. It, ton of pancake blocks that just kind of kept like a domino effect just kept just kind of kept the line rolling and making holes for Levi the running back so everything was just kind of working out that way 
you know, I, I don't want to short and the uh, the defense. I know they're young and, and they deserve the credit too. I mean, they no points against Bay. Anytime you, it doesn't matter who. Anytime you don't let up points is a good thing. Um, so, what do you think that does for their confidence moving forward into this week? Um, against a great team like Bay, I think it definitely boosts their confidence a lot, considering. They're, they're, none of them has started varsity before. Our whole entire defense also graduated, so they're all new to this job. So I think definitely a, a shutout against Bay was, was definitely a confidence booster for them. My next question just involves your, your quarterback, uh, Stephen Navalinsky. He you know he was quoted saying that he can trust you and, and Jack Keenley uh, more than anyone because of their size and ability. Uh, <laughs> when you hear that from your QB, uh, what do you think? Um, I definitely agree with that statement because me and Steve have been playing since like seventh grade and it's just I've always kind of been a bigger kid compared to like whoever's trying to guard me. So he's always been able to like kind of throw it up and I'll always come down with it. So we've definitely had that chemistry and Jack coming in this year, just all, all summer and all off season, we've just been working, you know, getting, getting chemistry together. So we definitely trust us both to come down with every ball. What's your off-field relationship like with Steven? Cause you just mentioned you guys have been playing together since seventh grade. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's quite a bit of time. Uh, we're good friends. Me, him, and uh, a group of linemen, we all hang out a lot. So we're all good friends. Definitely a type of group. I feel like that definitely helps with chemistry as well. So what's it going to take for the CC team to, to make some, some more noise in the conference and uh, as well in the postseason? Um, I would say just pre- preparation. If we pre- if we prepare for everyone like we prepare for bed, we'll, we'll be fine, uh, considering just everyone was locked in practice, lots of energy, music playing. We're just completely ready and locked in and focused. You guys uh, host Buckeye this week, and, and last year it didn't fall in your favor. You lost 36-32. Um, they also won against Lakewood this last week, but uh, what do you see from the Bucks when you watch them on film this year? Um, an extremely well-coached team. They've been doing their thing for a lot of years. You know, when 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 a team does the same type of thing for decades, you know that they have a really successful coach, and he, he knows what he's doing. So it's going to take a lot to prepare for him. We've been trying our best, and um, – Definitely a good running team, and we're doing our best to stop that. Is there any added intensity in practice, knowing what you know the outcome didn't go your way against Buckeye last year? Yeah, definitely, and I would say that that applies for every game that we lost. Um, it's just that extra bit of an adrenaline, knowing that that they they whooped us last year, and we just gotta try to get that back this year. And so it just definitely gives us a little bit of extra energy, knowing that they beat us the year before. You know, I I know you're focusing on your high school season, but I mean, I I know you're. Uh, very excited for next year and heading to Ball State. Um, I mean, you're you join a long list of uh, EC guys to go D1. I mean, I, I remember when I went to EC. I mean, I saw Zach Rogers, Justin Rankin, and uh, Dakota Tallman in my class, and I mean Griffin Davies and Branson Taylor. So, what's it like to join those list of guys and and go to the next level and, and play Division One football? Um, it's really cool knowing because everyone, pretty much everybody on that list is is a, is a team first type of player. They're not really concerned about you know, what they get, uh, them going to college, they're just concerned on, you know, EC and the team doing well with with what's going on in high school. So I think I definitely um, relate to that as far as I'm just completely committed to EC before before the season ends. That's when I'll start focusing on college. But right now I'm just completely uh, ready for EC. You know, now, now I actually kind of feel bad with these follow-up questions about Ball State because I don't want to take your focus away. But um, <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm sorry that if I do, and if Brian, if, if Coach Fox hates me for it, he I mean he knows I'm an easy guy, so we can uh, he him and I can chat. You said that you know Ball State's head coach Mike New compared your skill set to to Jimmy Graham. You know what went through your mind the first time you heard him say that? Because I mean, he coached for the Saints and he coached Jimmy Graham, and Jimmy Graham's legit. So, yeah. what was your first initial reaction when he when he compared your skill set to his? 
Um, I was just extremely excited with everything him and the Ball State staff was, was, was telling me about, and that definitely was a giant factor as far as me committing to Ball State, knowing that he has plans for me to, to be similar with what Jimmy Graham did and knowing that he, he coached for the Saints and dealt with Jimmy Graham shows that he's pretty successful with my type of, my type of build, so that was definitely a big factor. So, I mean, this kind of relates to Ball State, but also with EC2, because I know they're moving you over to tight end, and, and you want to bulk up a lot. Um, during quarantine, how, how much were you lifting weights? I mean, what, what's been your bulk up process? Uh, and what's that been like uh, up till now? Just relentless lifting. Me and my buddies were in, we uh, got a bunch of weights and benches and squat rack even from the field house at EC2, because going into quarantine, we knew we couldn't, like, everything was going to be shut down. So I asked Fox if we could get a bunch of stuff. And we got a pickup truck, and we got it into my garage, actually. And so uh, me and my buddies were just lifting like crazy every single morning, just getting big and doing what we could do with everything being closed. So earlier, Catholic, once again, they play Buckeye tomorrow in a great Lakes Conference matchup. Both teams are 1-0 in conference play. Buckeye, once again, shut out Lakewood 27 to nothing last week. Other notable uh, Great Lakes Conference games, tomorrow Rocky River at 1-0. They host 1-1 Holy Name. Rocky River beat Fairview last week 46-14. Speaking of Fairview, they're at home against 0-1 Parma. In the Lorraine County League, we chatted with Robert Davis and his 2-1 uh, Clearview Clippers. They host 3-0 Firelands, who bested Brookside 42 to nothing last week uh, to move on to 3-0. Brookside at 1-2 visits the LC8's other unbeaten team, 3-0 Keystone. Keystone's Gideon Lampron leads the county in rush yards with 603. The Wildcats beat Black River 34-3 last week. This is our WOBL Game of the Week. You can hear it on 1320 AM. 107.7 FM, online at WOBLradio.com, and on our WOBL app. Really looking forward to uh, having that one on our airwaves. Black River is 0-3 now, and they'll host 0-2 Oberlin, who lost to Columbia last Saturday, 43-6. Meanwhile, the Raiders, at 1-2, they host 1-2 Wellington. I'll say this uh, about Wellington, they're much better than a 1-2 ball club. I mean, they've suffered back-to-back heartbreaking losses to Brookside via game-winning field goal, and last week in overtime to Clearview. So it's a great opportunity for Wellington uh, to bounce back this week. And it's also a tremendous opportunity for Columbia, who's also 1-2, to prove themselves. So the standings heading into the LC8's fourth week of play. Keystone and Fireland sit on top of the conference at 3-0. Clearview is behind them at 2-1. Brookside, Wellington, and Columbia are 1-2. Oberlin is 0-2. And Black River is 0-3. Moving to the SWC in our WDLW Game of the Week on 1380 AM, 98.9 FM, WDLWradio.com, and the WOBL app. I think this is the game of the county. 2-1 Avon Lake hosts 3-0 Amherst. I mean, buckle up, right? I mean, just think about this one. It's going to be so good because you have two uh, great quarterbacks in Avon Lake's Michael Corbo and Amherst and uh, previous guest of the pod, Tyler Prezina. They're going at it. You also have so many more athletes on Avon Lake and Amherst's side of the ball. I'm really excited for this one. I'm jealous of Don Vincent, who's going to be able to call this one. Uh, but uh, boy, what a contest it's going to be. And once again, you can hear that one on our airwaves. But meanwhile, I'm sure 3-0 Avon is going to love Avon Lake and Amherst going at it tomorrow. Because Avon, they're 3-0. They're on top of the conference. They've already beaten Avon Lake. And if Avon Lake does Avon a favor and defeats Amherst, then Avon is in the driver's seat for another SWC title. But uh, they also have to take care of 1-1 North Olmsted, who lost to Olmsted Falls 56-6. 
to 27 last week. But speaking of Olmstead Falls, they're 2-1 and one and play 0-3 North Ridgeville. North Ridgeville lost at Avon 49-14 last week. Two other SWC teams looking for their first win on the year. It's Midview and Bria Midpark. They collide on Friday to round out the SWC Friday slate. The SWC standings after three weeks of play sits like this. We chatted about Avon and Amherst being the only two unbeaten teams in the conference at 3-0. Once again, Avon Lake at 2-1. Olmstead Falls also sits right there with Avon Lake at 2-1. North Olmstead at 1-1, while Midview, Berea Midpark, and North Ridgeville sit at 0-3. The Elyria Pioneers of the Greater Cleveland Conference also lost last Friday, but to Brunswick 31-13. Elyria is now 1-2. They hit the road for the first time this season and play 1-2 Medina. All right, that does it for the Lorain County Huddle Podcast for this week. It's going to be a lot of fun on the WOBL, WDLW Airwaves tomorrow night and on our postgame show hosted by myself, Jay Kermata, brought to you by Buckeye Community Bank. Thanks so much for listening in. We'll talk to you next week when we go inside the Lorain County Huddle.